What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Inside D3 Show, a show that gives you an inside look at Division III's finest student athletes, coaches, faculty, and staff. I'm your host, Morgan Cheatham. Thank you guys again for joining us, whether it's your first time or your hundredth time. We appreciate it nonetheless. Be sure to follow us on our website at InsideD3.com. You can check out our latest story on some of the Division III athletes that have recently signed NFL contracts. It's written by my guy, Sam, so definitely be sure to check that out. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. Our Twitter and Instagram are at D3Inside. Our Facebook is Inside D3. Our YouTube is Inside D3 Athletics, and you can watch all of our videos on there as they drop. If you don't want to see my pretty face every week, you can check out our podcast on iTunes, Anchor, and Spotify. All of our episodes will be out on there as well, so you can listen to them whenever you like. So, without further ado, let's get to it. <laughs> Today we are joined by Lori Runksmeyer. She is the Vice President of Nadia, the National Association of Division Three Athletic Administrators, and she is also the Athletic Director at Eastern Connecticut State University of the New England Conference. So, Lori, how are you doing today? And thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Morgan. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So, Looking forward to the weekend. It's going to be sunny for a change of pace. I don't know if it will be out here, but hey, I'm going to live vicariously through you for now. Sounds so, good. <laughs> so um, I want to talk first about just, you know, your story and your journey to the present. You know, how did you get to where you are right now? Um, talk about, you know, your education, work experience. And then if you have any playing or coaching experience, mention that as well. So a really long time ago, as you can tell, um, I, I thought I wanted to be a high school teacher and coach. So I went to college and got undergraduate degrees in PE and English and, and went out and did that for a couple years. And then I went back to get my master's. And while I was working on my master's degree, I was a graduate assistant for sports information. Um, that was when we were still doing releases on a typewriter and dropping them off manually at the, uh, at the newspaper office. So it was a while ago more, <laughs> but, um, so from there I, I went and I coached college basketball and softball for, um, just a year and I totally stunk at it. So I ran screaming into the night and ran pizza huts for about three years. And then honestly was lucky enough my college athletic director knew a college athletic director who was looking for an assistant. Uh, so I was able to get that job at St. Cloud State and got back into the business. And I, I couldn't give those two women enough thanks for both of them taking a chance on me. And so since 1992, I've been working in college athletic administration. And I started in D3 in 96 at the College of St. Benedict, which is a women's college in Minnesota. After that, I came to New England College, um, which was my first athletic director job. And I was there for 16 years, and I've been here at Eastern for five. So I feel like I've been doing this for a while now. Yeah, I think so. Maybe a little bit, just a little bit. A little, little while, <laughs> especially since I'm only like 32. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> just aging like fine wine, that's all. That's right. <laughs> so, um, you know, like we mentioned before, obviously the vice president of Nadia at the moment. So just explain, you know, we had a uh, we talked about Nadia in one of our earlier episodes. But just for people that may not know, talk a little bit about what that is. Um, you know, how does it work? 
your role and then also, you know, how are you able to serve the student athlete population? So Nadia was started a few years ago, really a grassroots organization by a conference commissioner named Dick Rasmussen. Uh, within the last couple of years, Nadia has partnered with NACTA so that we can try to reach a bigger national audience. And I think, you know, that's certainly our focus right now is to, is to really help D3 athletic administrators who have a totally different job than athletic administrators at D1. Um, When I was at the NCAA convention, I was at one of the luncheons and I sat with some uh, people about your age and like their their entire job was to run the scoreboard, the jumbotrons. That was their entire job at a school. We We don't have that kind of position. We probably don't even have jumbotrons. But our, so our job is really to I think help out D3 administrators, not just athletic directors, assistant athletic directors, new professionals, um, senior women administrators, because all of those people at D3 really have to be connected with the student athletes. We're really hands-on, I think. So we try to reach out to people and figure out what's going on on the ground. Yesterday, uh, a person emailed the group about what everybody's doing for awards shows the rest of this year during COVID and how, and how they're taking them digital and what different ideas are. So that kind of discussion, what are other people doing um, so that we can get ideas that don't cost a lot of money, but can still help our athletes. For sure. So, um, you know, bringing up COVID-19, like you did, um, you know, obviously we're in the midst of a lot of, you know, different, transitions and you know maybe a lot of chaos in certain senses talk a little bit about what that experience is like for you especially in you know the many leadership positions that you're in at the moment you know how has that transition been so i think at the beginning it was just so fast uh, on on monday of the fateful week i was telling my spring teams that they couldn't go on spring break trips to florida and by Thursday, the NCA was shutting everything down. I mean, it was just so fast. So that was certainly um, emotional and, and something that was almost tough to process because it was so fast. Since that time, you know, I mean, it started out with just a survival mode. And now I think we're in a place where we're all really trying to figure out what the next phase looks like. And I think the tough part for us right now is, given what we've gone through the last couple of months, we know enough to know that we don't know anything. Mm. So, you know, trying to plan for the fall is like 57 different scenarios about what might happen, um, when athletes could come back, what changes we need to make to athletics if they do come back. And um, I think from my colleagues and in conversation with people at, at Nadia, I think the fatigue that's hitting us right now is really not being able to effectively plan because the situation is changing still so rapidly and in so many ways. And there's so much that we don't know and aren't going to know. Absolutely. It's so much uncertainty at this point. It's hard to really make a a decision on anything Mm -hmm. without enough knowledge. So I agree completely. Um, So talk a little bit about, you know, I think D3 prides itself on, you know, just being 
a great place for student development, you know, even just outside of sports, you know, in the classroom and even outside of the classroom. So talk a little bit about, you know, how unique that is to Division Three. And I know that for me, Division Three is trying to reach the ideal that I think we've always thought of for athletics, where it is really a place where athletes can compete and be their best, but they can be more than just simply finding their identity from, from athletics. Um, you can find your identity in the classroom. You could find your identity in the theater. If you, you know, if you can juggle those two things. And, and I think that D3 has really all along, tried to find ways to provide opportunities for student athletes, whether it's to increase leadership or to, you know, get some academic time, study abroad, things that things that D1 and D2 athletes maybe just can't do because there isn't any time to do it. I think that the, the you know, discover, dedicate, develop, that is the um, NCAA's, you know, 3Ds for Division Three really are true for us. Um, and I think that if you do it right as a student athlete, you, you're going to be given the opportunities to do those things and you can figure out what your passion is for the rest of your life, which is really more important than the four years you're going to spend in college. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one random question for you. I just want to know, um, you know, how have you been keeping yourself busy with, you know, the quarantine and everything like that? So um, two unsolicited corporate sponsorship plugs. I'm addicted to my iWatch. Same. And, Same. and I close my <laughs> rings every day. And um, my daughter, who happens to be an assistant athletic director at Division Three, turned me on to the Peloton app, which is free for 90 days. Like really, really free. They don't even ask for your credit card. So you don't need you don't need a Peloton. Um, I have I have a stationary bike, so I've been doing that. But it, you can also do outdoor runs, outdoor walks. There's yoga, there's meditation, all kinds of guided workouts. So I've been spending some time on the Peloton app. And when this is over, they're probably going to get my thirteen dollars a month. <laughs> I like that. I might have to try that because I'm a big fitness person too. So like. You know, it's, I always struggle trying to find workouts to do, especially in the house now. So yep, give it a shot. They have it. like body weight exercises and and the whole deal. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll get it. I'll I'll take a look at that for sure. And then if they want to give me any any sponsorship money, I can I can get in my contact information. Well, yeah, we'll try we'll try and tag them. See if we can show some love. Maybe there we go. You never know what'll happen. So right. <laughs> so um, last question before you get out of here, Lori. Um, what is it that made you choose Division Three specifically? I think the, the different relationship with the student athletes, I, I tell the story that when I was at St. Cloud State, I had a basketball player who came in and wanted to quit because she was just having an awful experience. And her dad wouldn't let her quit because she was getting a scholarship. And I still remember how badly I felt for her, that, that she was having a bad experience that was really making her sad and she couldn't quit. And I realized that even at D2, it's a job. You're, you know, you're there to do something. And so I think that piece of it kind of removes the athletes in a way from the administrators because everybody's focused on doing a job. 
And at D3, what I've found from my colleagues is that it is way more than a job. They're really there to care about their student athletes and to try to make their experience be the best it can be. So for me, that's what's special about Division Three and what I really like about it. For sure, for sure. Well, Lori, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to talk to us. Um, you know, please stay safe during these times, too, and don't work out too hard, too. Sounds good. Thanks. <laughs> so that does it for another episode of the Inside D3 Show. Thank you guys again for checking in. Stay tuned for more episodes. We drop them every Wednesday on all of our platforms. Also, stay connected on all of our platforms for any stories that might drop during the week as well. And also, stay locked in for the mascot of the week with Sam V. Rock right after this, and you do not want to miss that. So, once again, I'm Morgan Cheatham. This is the Inside D3 Show, and we are signing off. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the uh, Inside D3 show. I'm the host of the Mascot of the Week, Sam Vibrak, Chief Editor for Inside D3. And today I'm going to spotlight a new D3 college mascot. Last week I did the Whittier College Poets, and now this week I'm going to do the McDaniel College Green Terror. So the Green Terror have an uh, interesting history, and it goes back to um, October 15th, 1923, when then Western Maryland College was playing uh, a football game with the Washington and Lee um, College in Lexington, Virginia. Although they lost the game, uh, the 11 players on the field were called the Green Terrors for the game. Now, there's a couple different records of how they actually came to that conclusion of the Green Terrors. Uh, some say that uh, then-coach DJ Schroyer coined the term Terrors, to, bo to boost the morale of the players after the disheartening loss to Washington and Lee. Another uh, claims to be a, a reporter from the Baltimore Sun named uh, Wilson Wingate, which used it in a game story, um, and others claim that the Virginia re uh, Virginia reporter re uh, described the green-clad green team as the Terrors. So it doesn't really matter what the origin is, but the Green Terror lives um, to be a symbol of the athletic department and the symbol of a, the school. Now, how do you uh, portray such a green terror? Well, the university has gone through a couple of different transformations uh, with a wolf-like critter, a bobcat, or even a leopard. But the symbol of a green terror is uh, deeply rooted in the commitment to excellence and perseverance found on the hill of McDaniel College. Now, the green uh, color was first chosen by the students in 1889. Their choices were black, red, and white, but no one knows why these colors were never uh, woven into campus life. But now what they're called is the old gold and olive green, which is uh, the official sports colors of the university. Tune in next week as we spotlight a new college mascot and we probably will stay on the Eastern Seaboard next week because I have a couple others that I would like to do there before I go to a different region. My name is Sam Vibrak reporting live for Inside D3.